Well, good morning. It's great to see everyone that's here this morning. We're in the season of story time. As people are celebrating the stories of Christmas, and everyone likes a story that ends well. But as Paul is working with the church at Corinth, he would like to tell a story that ends well. And yet that story is one that is not ending well. And Paul's having to write to them a second time, truly, in fact, a third time. And remind them of how they ought to be as a church. How they ought to grow together and mature and serve together. And as we look at the conclusion of his letter, 2 Corinthians, the second letter that we have to the church at Corinth, we are reminded of our mission and our goal as a church. He appeals to them, and so he appeals to us that we aim high in 2016. I want us to look at Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the second letter to the Corinthians, the the final chapter. And as we do that this morning, I want us to think about the warning that Paul has for these Christians. I want us to think about the appeal that he makes to them, and I want us to think about our outlook for 2016. Let's begin then by thinking about the warning. Paul's had some concerns about the church in Corinth. And there's some problems in the church at Corinth. Sometimes we'd like to think about the fact of the apostles working and establishing congregations and those churches growing and everything's just going fine. But the reality is the churches of the first century had something very in common with the churches today. They're made up of people. And people have personalities. And people make mistakes. People make misconceptions. And whenever you have a group of people, sometimes you have conflicts. And the church in Corinth was no different than people today. And so Paul is writing to these Christians teaching them and encouraging them. This is how you ought to act. This is how you ought to behave as a church. And there were still problems. And so he warns them. Notice chapter 12, verse 21. He says, I'm afraid that when I come again, my God may humiliate me before you, and I may mourn over many of those who have sinned in the past and not repented of the impurity, immorality, and sensuality which they have practiced. This is the third time I am coming to you. Every fact is to be confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have previously said when present the second time, and though now absent I say in advance to those who have sinned in the past and to all the rest as well, that if I come again, I will not spare anyone. Since you are seeking for proof of the Christ who speaks in me and who is not weak towards you, but mighty in you, for indeed he was crucified because of weakness, yet he lives because of the power of God. For we also are weak in him, yet we will live with him because of the power of God directed toward you. Paul is coming to them as an apostle. 
and he has uh, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He has powers and abilities because of the Holy Spirit working in him as an apostle that you and I can't imagine. We read in the book of Acts of different encounters that Paul has with different individuals. His ability to cast out demons. His ability to, uh, to even bring curses on people who would stand in the way of the gospel. And so he had that power by the Holy Spirit working in him as an apostle. And Paul says, guys, when I come to you, I want to be able to come to you and love you. I want to be able to come to you as your brother and see you heal and see you grow and see you mature. I don't want to have to come to you and spare no one. I don't want to have to come to you, Paul says, and use the power and the authority that I have as an apostle, the power that comes through the Holy Spirit uh, to, to do things to really punish those in the church who continue to sin. And when you look at the sin that existed in that church, notice the terms that he uses. Impurity, immorality, sensuality. There were some sins going on in the church at Corinth we can't imagine, I suppose. And we go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and we find out that at least at one point, there is a man who was having a sexual relationship with his stepmother. And Paul addresses that there. You get the sense later on in 2 Corinthians that maybe that person has repented. 